questions you always had, the answers you were never given, the place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to a new edition of Sanitas, which is being broadcast in two platforms, Sanitas and Veritas. You can listen to Sanitas on all the great shows we've ever done there at sanitasradio.com and also on Veritas at veritasradio.com. Believe me when I tell you that this is an interview you do not want to miss. To listen to the entire interview, subscribe at veritasradio.com or if you've never subscribed to Sanitas Radio, go to sanitasradio.com and enjoy three seasons and all future Sanitas interviews that we are planning to broadcast. At the end of the interview, I'll explain to you why we are keeping the name Sanitas as opposed to merely merging both programs. You will know why. Now, for any comments or questions, you want to be a guest on either radio program, you know how to get in touch with me. Just go to either website and click on the contact button. And tonight we go behind the scenes of the documentary Vaxxed, from cover-up to catastrophe. Vaxxed is about an investigation into how the CDC, the government agency charged with protecting the health of American citizens, destroyed data on a 2004 study that showed a link between the MMR, measles, mumps, rubella vaccine, and autism. This alarming deception has contributed to the skyrocketing increase of autism, potentially the most catastrophic epidemic of our lifetime. Tonight's special guest is Dell Bigtree, a medical journalist and the producer of Vaxxed. He will take us behind the scenes of this very important documentary. Dell Bigtree was an Emmy Award-winning producer on the daytime talk show The Doctors for six years. Bigtree is proud to be working side-by-side with Andrew Wakefield, one of the most important minds of our time. And they have created a documentary that will not only alert Americans to the outright destruction of their civil liberties, but will lead the charge to demand the formation of a genuine independent research body conducting legitimate science to ensure that all vaccines are truly safe. You can listen to Del Bigtree on his radio program titled High Wire. And he joins us directly from Los Angeles, California. Hello, Del, and welcome to Sanitas. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. And are you in Los Angeles? Did I say that right? I am. I live in Los Angeles. Wonderful. Well, Dell, you used to produce a medical talk show. When did you come to the conclusion that it was actually funded by the pharmaceutical industry? And not only your show, but every program on TV. Well, that that really was the, the it's the second part of that that was shocking. I mean, when you work on a medical talk show, obviously a lot of our sponsors were pharmaceutical industry, and I knew that. And there were certain things that you know you would come up against, as any show does. I mean, you have to answer to your advertisers. Uh, but I had a great time on the show for six years. I worked on it. I was you know there's seven producers on the show, so you sort of produce one. Um, episode a week uh, per team, and uh, and I was known to be one of the more controversial producers. Anyway, uh, I would do stories about you know when industry I thought wasn't looking out for the health of people. I, I like to dig into those stories. So I, I when the World Health Organization ruled that glyphosate, which is the chemical in Roundup, which is made by Monsanto and sprayed over eighty percent of our crops, when 
Uh, World Health Organization said that that glyphosate was probably carcinogenic to humans, and they had that official ruling. I did that story on our show, and I got uh, Monsanto to send uh, one of their representatives to defend their product, and I brought in a GMO activist to you know debate that on the show. So I've always sort of leaned towards. You know, I always say wherever there's billions of dollars to be made, I and and the company is telling me it's for the good of the people. I tend to question that and want to dig deeper. And so I think that's what sort of brought this story onto my lap. Um, I was producing the show, and one of my contacts, a doctor that I'd worked with on several other stories, reached out and said, "Dell, there's going to be a huge event in two weeks. We have a whistleblower that's coming forward at the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, and he's going to tell the world that um, they're committing scientific fraud on their vaccine safety studies, and specifically uh, on the MMR, that's the measles, mumps, rubella vaccine autism study, when they were looking at does the MMR, could it be linked to autism, um, and that ended up being the <clears throat> that's the basis of our film Vaxed. It's really about his confessions, which we have about uh, four hours of a recorded several different phone calls where he laid out exactly how the fraud took place. And not only did he make the claim, but he's provided 10,000 documents to back it up, including internal emails uh, with the head of the CDC where he's saying, you know, I'm not going to lie about this. But back to your point, you know, when I found out that we, you know, we had a whistleblower at the most important health agency, arguably in the world. Um, you know, I ran into some pushback to do it on our show, but it made, you know, I understood that those that, you know, we, we didn't want to upset our, you know, advertisers. And even more importantly, we didn't want to upset the CDC because they had been very good to the show. Every time there's an outbreak or something going on, uh, they let us come behind the scenes and, and sort of, you know, get involved and, and see the work that they were doing and, and no one wanted to ruin that relationship. But what was so shocking to me, I mean, I, I assumed that, well, I can't do the story just because we're a little tangled up with the people that would be involved in it. But certainly CNN and Fox and MSNBC and every news agency in the world is going to cover this because this is the biggest medical story in my lifetime. I mean, this is, you know, we've all said, you know, as a medical journalist, we've said it over and over again, vaccines are safe and effective. They've been proven to be safe. The studies show they're safe. Anybody that says they're not safe just isn't looking at the science. And then to find out one of the top scientists involved in those studies is coming forward and saying they're committing fraud. It doesn't get bigger than that. And instead of it blowing up the news agencies like I thought it would, it was absolute radio silence. No one covered it. No headlines in any of the major papers. And that's when I realized the pharmaceutical industry has its, you know, talons deep into all of our media outlets that are supposed to be bringing us the truth. And that has been uh, a continually uh, alarming story for me. Um, and I think it, and it really points to, I think, what is the biggest problem in the U.S., really, I mean, we can talk about corruption of government or all the issues people have, our lack of trust in the way our systems are working. But how do you fix anything if the news agencies that are supposed to be reporting the truth and digging deep into these stories, if they've been, you know, taken over and they're owned by special interests, then the people are never going to get the truth. And I think that that's that's ended up being even more shocking in many ways. I mean, the, our story is about children and the health of children being compromised by a government cover-up. But the health of our democracy is what is proving to really be 
uh, on its deathbed because of media and the lack of ability to tell true stories. Before I ask you about what happened with Dr. William Thompson, we'll discuss more of him later. What happened with you after you became very vocal about this? And obviously, as you said, the advertisers, they're the ones, either they own directly by being, you know, stock owners of these six media outlets, which, you know, control the entire uh, media, or they do it by pouring in billions of dollars in, in uh, advertising. What happened with you after you became very vocal? Well, I mean, you know, I left the show in order to make the film for, for a couple of reasons. I mean, number one, I couldn't do both at the same time. And I'm a person that believes if, if I can't give it my all, then you should be hiring somebody that can. But right. the truth is, I really, I knew that this would be controversial for the show. And they, you know, I really did enjoy my time there. And I didn't want to see them come under fire because I was working on something that was going to go against. You know, the, the doctors is a medical show. It stands by the fact that vaccines are safe. And so I, I sort of parted ways almost a year before the film were released. So, cause, but I was working on it for that time. Now, does it affect my future in television? Probably. I mean, at the, at the moment, I, I don't know. I mean, I've had a lot of success with the film and I've been traveling. Uh, the country with it. And so that's been my focus. Um, are there people that, you know, do I get reviews? Do I have, you know, articles written about me that are not so kind? Absolutely. Is the medical establishment saying that what our film purports and the things I'm involved in are not true? Of course. I mean, that's any, that's what you would expect. Uh, when you've caught people red handed, um, it's sort of, it's very much like the tobacco industry when we had Jeffrey Wigand, the whistleblower, step forward and say, Hey, we know that tobacco is causing cancer and we're hiding it from you. And that changed everything. It changed our science. All the doctors that were saying, you know, tobacco is safe, they suddenly, you know, were, you know, look, you know, they had to come to terms with the fact that they've been lying to the people. Well, we're experiencing that in a much, much bigger problem. I mean, cigarettes, I don't think anyone ever believed they were there for our health. I mean, we were being lied to that they weren't dangerous for us. But you're talking about a product with vaccines that are supposed to be making us healthier. And the more in the uh, that I look at this, the more I've, I'm reading all the safety studies. I'm looking into all these claims they've made that we've studied this and we've proven they're safe and they the science just doesn't hold up. It's not there. There's very few studies, actually not many as they purport, and the ones you find, you can immediately see the problems and the, the, the fraud taking place inside of them. So this is a really big, big problem, and it's a hard one to fight. Nobody really wants to, you know, we don't want to have to accept the fact that you know, our doctors that we go to and we trust and we hand our children over and our babies over and ourselves, we put them in their care and we expect that they have all of the true science and know what's going on and to find out that, you know, really it's just about they've been lied to as much as everybody else. I don't want to say that doctors are part of some giant cover-up, but they aren't doing their research. And because of that, this cover-up has gotten completely out of hand, and we have children that are, you know, in the United States of America, this is the sickest generation of children we have ever seen. Uh, that is that is a medical, you know, you know, fact. Really, it's where we believe that we're now saying, as a as as the medical consensus, that this is the first generation of children in America that will not live to be as old as their parents. Um, that's horrific, 
and something's causing it. It cannot be genetics. You don't have epidemics that come because genes changed in the last 10 years. It just doesn't work that way. Environmentally, our children are under attack, and I believe that the, the, the most obvious culprit is the environmental toxins we're injecting right into our children's bloodstreams. And it's not only, in my opinion, vaccines, but when you see the preponderance of allergies that you see in children these days, back when you and I were growing up, we didn't see that many people being allergic to peanuts and this and that. It's environmental. And I think, you know, vaccines play a part. But Robert De Niro, we know he has a son with autism. Yeah. Where does he really stand when it comes to vaccines and autism? And I know he more or less changes his posture. Where does he really stand? You know, I I hate to ever speak for people. I mean, Robert De Niro at some point is going to have to really come clear with the public. I can tell you because I've worked with him, you know, for those that don't know, we our film got accepted by Tribeca Film Festival, and then we got kicked right. out of Tribeca Film Festival upon the announcement that we were in the festival because there was so much pressure from the medical doctors and the pharmaceutical industry, and I don't know what happened behind the scenes, but I think it's a tragic day for film and, and Tribeca and free speech when, you know, they kick films out because they're getting pressure from sponsors. Now, he's one of the, you know, he and um, his partner started Tribeca, Jane Rosenthal. And, um, you know, he stood up for the film originally under all the pressure. We were in conversations with him. And, uh, you know, one of the things he said, you know, once we were announced and every newspaper article was demonizing Tribeca for having our film in it and bullying them into trying to get us kicked out. And he called us and said, you know, we're coming under a lot of heat. You know, how much proof do you have of this whistleblower? I mean, obviously, this is a 90-minute movie. You can't fit everything. And so we responded and said, you know, um, Mr. De Niro, the, why take our word for it? Why don't you speak to Congressman Bill Posey? How about, you know, if we could set up a meeting with the congressman who sat down and interviewed William Thompson you know, after our movie was already in process and got the 10,000 documents that his scientific team are looking over. And, and then Congressman Posey stood before our Congress in uh, July of 2015, uh, imploring them to subpoena Dr. William Thompson so we could get to the bottom of this, this government corruption. And, and we said, why don't, if we could set up a meeting with him, you know, why don't you do that? And so we did. He said that that'd be great. And so he met with, uh, Congressman Bill Posey to get the real facts of the story outside of the filmmakers and what we were saying. And after that, that's when he stood for up and said, you know what? We're standing by this film. I have a child with autism. That was the first time I think many people had heard that. And he said, this is a dialogue I want to have. And then 36 hours later, they still pulled us out of the festival, which I, I, I don't even know how that happened. And to watch Robert De Niro have to sort of publicly take back very personal statements, it just shows you how if Robert De Niro is not safe to pressure and can't stand up in it, who really can? Um, but where is he at now? I mean, luckily, days later, he was on the Today Show and, and really in, – in, you could tell was very angry and frustrated. It was clear that it wasn't his decision to pull it from Tribeca, and he was making statements like, I think that everybody needs to see this film. It's important for people to see. And so he's he's sort of held on to that support 
uh, position. And we, uh, Bobby Kennedy and I and Robert De Niro all stood on a stage together just a couple of months ago for what Bobby Kennedy called the um, Bobby Kennedy Challenge, which was he challenged everyone in the country Provide me with one study that shows that mercury is safe to inject into uh, pregnant women. Uh, mercury being, you know, one of the most toxic substances on earth. It's in this preservative that's in our flu shots called thimerosal, and we're now giving flu shots to pregnant women. And he said, I'll give $100,000 to anyone that can show me that's safe. And, of course, no one's ever taken us up on it. But De Niro was on the stage with us. Uh, he did many radio and TV interviews, and, you know, he's very careful with how he talks about it. I mean, I think he says, look, at my child has autism. I was traveling a lot, but my wife says she watched this regression right after his vaccines. And he said, look, at we need to get to the bottom of autism. And the little bit of science that he's had time to look at is alarming to him as it was to me. You know, and I think that he just wants the truth, as we should all want the truth. We can't just take you know, bumper sticker statements as a solution. Just because a lot of people scream loudly, the vaccines are safe and it's been proven safe, doesn't mean that's actually the truth. As Bobby Kennedy says all the time, saying there are scientific studies that prove they're safe and actually providing those, you know, those studies to look at are two different things. They really don't have the studies, and yet they say it over and over again, and I've researched it, and I can tell you they don't have the studies. The, what they're saying is absolutely not true. They've never proven these are safe. In fact, there are many, many studies and a growing body of studies now with scientists all over the world proving that uh, we have a real problem with these vaccines. And one of the big elements that's you – know, you know, I talk about two things. The movie is one thing. That was sort of my entry into this discussion, and it's a powerful, powerful film uh, about a government cover-up and the, and the parents that are watching their children being destroyed by this. But looking deeper, there's many elements beyond just the MMR vaccine that I now see we must be questioning everything. And I think the – Maybe the big smoking gun that people will see in the news, I think, over the next several months as this thing unravels is aluminum. We're just we're putting unbelievable amounts of aluminum into day one old babies, two month old, four month old, six months, just over and over again, just filling their bodies with aluminum. And more and more studies are showing us that that not only can cause autism, it can cause all a host of autoimmune disease and neurological disorders and death. And uh, I don't I think the days are numbered on this vaccine program and the way it's been approached so far. They're in real trouble because they don't have the science on their side. Let's hope that that happens. Are you familiar with the work of Dr. Suzanne Humphreys? I am. Yes, she's a she's a good friend. Oh, good. I'm so glad. And for anybody, please listen to the interview we did a few months ago. You know, she was one of those doctors that would push vaccination onto her patients until they, a lot of them started becoming very ill. And basically she went to the hospital folks and she wanted to go to the neonatal, neonatal unit. And she analyzed the stool samples of a few babies after they were vaccinated because she wanted to see if those elements were being, uh, you know, excreted, if you will. Well, none came out. And she realized as a nephrologist that the baby's kidneys are not developed to be able to to, to, to detoxify, could this be why that 12 to 18-month period is so critical? Because the babies have not sufficiently developed their kidneys to, not that we need thimerosal or any of the other adjuvants that are included in vaccines, but could this be the reason why perhaps 
children who are older do not fall into the autism category? It could be. I mean, look at there's there's some really credible theories out there by several brilliant. Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it because you don't want to believe. You want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.